Josh, how do you insult fans of a project? Just give the project to Kevin Smith. And what does he do? He poops all over the IP. Oh, and then cries about it. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? Yo, feeling grounded. Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, share this video to any person that you feel might benefit from this content. Also hit that notification bell, it uh, lets you guys know when we're issuing new content. Also, become a patron on Patreon. You guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I love to put out there. And also follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast. You guys will be able to see exclusive content for free that we like to put out there, especially our memes uh, and uh, our thumbnails a little bit early. Just leave comments. Let us know. Leave a question. Yeah, we'll that, that's what helps spark discussions. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. Entertainment. Where's the entertainment, guys? So I was reflecting on, you know, companies versus their fans uh, mm. and sl- also insulting their fans. Uh, you know, seeing Masters of the Universe Part 1 and 2, Part 2 just came out as kind of a remake or reboot, so to speak. Um, and now Santa Inc. also, which just came out this uh, show dubbed fr- uh, from Sarah Silverman, Seth Rogen, uh, you know, it's a garbage show. <laughs> Don't watch Hollywood, it. Hollywood seems to, you know, trash fans, and it, it made me do some thinking. You know, a common trend for the greater part of 10 years or so, maybe even more, would be companies taking an old product, an old IP, and attempting to get fans hyped on it, mm-hmm. you know? And what other than, you know, Masters of the Universe? Well, I mean, every Disney thing, you know, every... Disney movie every this is like a video games too like this kind of the same culture mm-hmm. they remake like an old you know an old character they bring something back like mm-hmm. oh Star Wars know, sequels Star Wars yeah um, Star Wars, and possibly definitely. even Lord of the Rings uh, show they're like they're bringing a lot of like weird no, I, I hate uh, doing that it seems like companies use like the same basic formula especially for the last like five or six years you know they pick a product that was once popular you know has a great fan base. But it's taken, you know, a backseat. It's taken a breather. Hasn't had a new product in a while. Um, in this instance, Masters of the Universe. Step two is they remake it or mm-hmm. announce a sequel. And dedicated fans are just really hyped about it. Uh, and then lastly, the big kicker is step three. You know, they, they put real world messaging and shoehorn them into the plot where they seem to really have no place. Well, exactly. And then everyone is upset by it and rightfully so (laughs) yeah and based on that backlash you know which is inevitable right um but the companies say it's not our fault and say that the fans are just toxic maybe they even call them man babies because people are just speaking their minds about it about something that they destroyed (laughs) you know you're taking an old ip that's beloved by people and Mm -hmm. i can think about the fan base of he-man was huge you know, because so many people grew up with that. Now, I, I didn't watch it or grew up with it. I'm not really invested in this. But mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there who were. Like, they grew up with this stuff. And they mm-hmm. love watching the show. They love watching He-Man make the transformation and right. destroy Skeletor and all this stuff. And then to hear that they're remaking it is, like, such an exciting thing for them. And then when they make it the way that it is now, which if you don't know, you can Google it. Um, 
to, to kind of destroy the characters the way that they did and to, to change some characters and make them seem a certain way is just unfaithful to the original and rightfully so people are upset now yeah. that they have a forum where they can come out and say that i'm upset by this and i think what you did to the show destroyed the original idea of it mm -hmm. and we're rightfully upset and, and what made it yeah. good yeah exactly you took the good stuff about it and then you ruined it like <laughs> yeah and then lastly hollywood just moves on to the next franchise and then the cycle continues seemingly yeah. and they don't seem to learn from what they're doing no i mean they've, they've done it to every single big ip by now i mean we've seen it with star trek we've seen it with star wars and then now they're gonna do it with lord of the rings and they're, they're just taking like everything and they're just ruining it for money going back to step one about picking their product that seems to have a fan base before why do this why re why resurrect it i think because we're in a very nostalgic nostalgic generation very mm -hmm. nostalgic culture right now you know everyone's wishing that they were back you know when times were easier and we could sit with a bowl of you know a bowl of cocoa puffs and watching he-man or whatever it is and something that's been dead for a while and then able to resurrect it i mean it, it excites people yeah. you know it takes us back you know like i remember star wars it just when that first one the sequels came out i was like so excited like oh like they're bringing it back like we're yeah we were, we were again, living you know? we were living together at the time yeah that's right we were so stoked and excited about this because that, that was our childhood you yeah. know yeah and then to do what they did with it but um yeah i mean that's why people buy into this stuff it's because yeah. they're like taking advantage of our youth you know, and they're like it's a fan base that glasses. yeah it's a fan base that wants more content you know yeah yeah and it's almost like when they're selling it they don't exactly have to work for you know building it up no no yeah. they really don't because the it's hype's like, already it's there it's free money yeah exactly and then take advantage of that yeah yeah the problem with it is it 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 depends on it not sucking right <laughs> you know, yeah. watch, watching Star Wars back in my younger days, it's it's a lot different than, you know, how I watch it now. You know, mm. you know, investing time into something you love brings an even bigger attachment. Yeah. No, so. it does. Definitely does. So, yeah, yeah, I could see that. And it is such a shame. And it's interesting that, like, that we were seeing that now where, like, so many people are just, you know, they're, they're hurt by this backlash that for some reason they did not see happening, mm -hmm. even though it, they should obviously know by what they're doing. You know, there's a lot of unwritten guidelines about what people can and cannot make for art or storytelling these days, um, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But just like in modern Hollywood, you know, uh, a quick way to end your career, it seems, uh, especially if you're a director or a writer, it seems that if you deviate from mainstream thought, you're done you know it makes right. you have like no artistic freedom um which is the problem which is the fear behind everybody and why everything has just been the same conglomerate of what we're seeing and witnessing yeah it compromises what yeah. made the product popular in the first place uh becomes sanitized and bland oddly enough there was a trailer that came out for a hotel mm -hmm. the star wars uh, galactic cruiser hotel the most cringeworthy trailer i've ever seen the paid actors didn't want to be there, it looks like, and they were just faking all their uh, enthusiasm. They deleted the trailer after like it being ratioed to hell, hilariously enough. <laughs> More on that in a second. But literally, I, when I saw the trailer, it looked like The Fifth Element. Wow. You had like secular songs being played. You know, you had a bartender 
who looked like he b- totally belonged in Star Wars. I say that sarcastically. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was deleted from YouTube. Who knows if uh, they'll bring it back again just based on the, <laughs> the backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people are still expressing their concerns on YouTube, for example, with comments and dislikes, you know, the dislike button, even though YouTube tried to hide dislikes for small creators, wink, wink. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an extension on Google. You can see it on the internet. Uh, the internet always finds a way. That's all I'll say on the matter. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. That's so true. Uh, how do we get out of this rut? Like, how do we get out of this, this like creative barrier that we're in? This like wall that's per, per, like not allowing people to like express their true desires for stories. And like, like how do we, how do we fix this? What's probably it's a multitude of examples that probably will all play into each other. A lot of artists are going to go to other platforms. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, is that people are going to just leave Hollywood and it has to burn before it gets better? You know? Yeah, or Hollywood will, in best case scenario, Hollywood will learn in the next few years what what sticks and what doesn't, and mm. then like the chameleons that they are, they'll just go to what is popular and then we'll like them again. Yeah, so here's hoping they will listen so the content can be much better. <laughs> Please. <laughs> the future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. December 8th. December 8th, 1941. So the United States declares war on Japan. December 7th, the day before, was Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, that's right. Absolutely decimated after Pearl Harbor. You know, FDR, he he leans on his son, James, you know, who was also Marine captain. He They walked into the House of Representatives around noontime. And yeah, he gave this historic, this is a day which will live in infamy speech. And, it, you know, the fact that we still talk about it today, I mean, it was this horrible atrocity. Yeah, what's interesting about it, too, I did some uh, reflecting on it. Uh, it's more or less what led to the internment camps of the Japanese, too, under FDR's, mm-hmm. uh, under FDR's ruling, um, which, while understandable at the time as a fly on the wall, like, of course, it's people criticize it for it being a, a bigoted response. Uh, what do you think, Josh? I never learned about that in public school. No. I think, and I think that's interesting that like people are were very hush hush about the fact that we had internment camps for mm-hmm. for, the, for Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting to hear. And I've I've been reading through 1984 right now, so like I'm like seeing all of these similarities. Like, <laughs> did you see the movie? I think it's on Prime. No, or... yeah, I'm, I'm gonna finish the book first, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. But yeah, I'm looking at yeah. it right now. I'm looking just at it right like now. Just like changing on my history. Yeah, changing history. And it's just it's nuts. December eighth, 1980. Uh, John Lennon. Um, was shot by uh, an unidentified killer who we later learn is uh, Mark David Chapman. He was walking outside of his uh, apartment with Yoko Ono, his wife, um, outside of the the Dakota. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was going to... He was in New York, right? Yeah, he was was going to a photo shoot with Annie Leibovitz and then uh, came back later and Mark David Chapman was... uh, Fresh off of Catcher in the Rye, uh, which is one of his uh, books that he saw a bunch of uh, influence from, uh, thinking that John Lennon was a hypocrite. A lot of this rumblings in his mind, because he was clearly deranged, right, um, 
and yeah, uh, after a few hours later, after being rushed to the hospital, I believe John Lennon uh, uh, passed away. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame. It really is. He was one of the most influential writers and musicians, I think, in, in I would say, of almost like all time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like he, yeah. Complete legend. He inspired so many people, countless mm-hmm. people, with his songwriting abilities and his musicianship and his, his ridiculousness, I think, was... Yeah, so the world got a little darker on that day. Absolutely. Uh, to give a little like positive note to this, uh, it's interesting because this is December of 1980, and he was just about 40 years old, um, and the Beatles had been apart for, I mean, they broke up in 19... Yeah, they were away from each other from 1970, uh, but in 74, they, unwritten, uh, they were broken up, but supposedly in 1981, there were plans to reunite all four of them back together so um that's a really positive great thing um but yeah i can understand the sadness with that yeah definitely just recently um i we did this whole thing in my family where we listed like the top 25 beatles songs and i found that like all of mine are john songs like i loved his (laughs) his his songs more so than anybody else my number one joke you guess what, what number one john song in my life Tomorrow Never Knows. Oh, it's, it's dude. It's my, my all-time favorite. Yeah, man. I love Tomorrow my Never Knows. all-time favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's time for Happy Crappy. All right. How's it going, Joe? Man, I'm great. How are you? We've had a nice, good. nice break. Nice little break. A couple weeks to enjoy Thanksgiving and giving. And shopping. Shopping. For, uh, all, uh, all in preparation for a holiday that is fast uh, upon us. That is fast upon us. That I'm very excited about. I love me some Christmas. I'm the type that celebrates Christmas from like the end of Halloween. Like that is like I love. I'm an early. I know it's like sacrilege in our culture today. Everyone hates people that are like this, but this is me. I I'm, love. And I'm one of them, and this podcast ends now. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a very early Christmas celebrator. I literally did you, did you know about like because you I think I remember you telling me that you listen to Christmas music all yeah. all the time yeah. like well, if you had, not, if, not all the time no I'll start in October <laughs> not okay. like not but not all the time it'll just be like oh you know I got like a Christmas mood right now so I'm gonna play a couple songs in October it's not have, like oh I'm gonna just listen to it religiously until Christmas like no yeah. it's not. have you heard of the Wham challenge Whamageddon? I have heard of that, and yeah. I do not agree. <laughs> I do not approve. <laughs> you don't approve? I appreciate people who like that song, but I am not one of those people. I remember I did like a George Michael impression <laughs> yeah. for you and Claire well, we, like two uh, years we, ago. We did a co- we did a cover. Remember we we jammed at an open mic night in college. We did um, that one. We did um, jitterbug. jitterbug jitterbug. Yeah, what yeah. What song um, is that? It was. Um, Wake me up before, before you go go. go, go. Yes, yeah. yeah. We were going to do that song, but we realized it wasn't uh, oh, ap- right. apropos. Oh, that's right, because we did it for like a for refugee, a charity, like, a charity, like a charity thing. event. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, I guess we probably shouldn't and, do this. Song. Yeah, again, Whamageddon. Uh, you, you're not. It's supposed to deal with the first original Last Christmas song. So if you ever hear that original version, you lose the game. It's you're not supposed to listen to it from uh, December first through twenty fourth. And I, I happened to like just roll into like a meeting with a coworker and they just happened to be playing it oh, and I lost. Lost. Yeah. lost. Yeah, I haven't I've 
I'm winning it so far. I haven't listened to it yet. So yeah, but how was your Thanksgiving? It's my your, happy, my happy, right? my happy Mr. was happy Kravitz. Yeah, happy my Kravitz. happy was Thanksgiving. So it was a very Beautiful. long and happy four day weekend. You know, Thanksgiving morning went in and out. Got went for a, a running race. Mm. I was fun. Uh, nice. bite, biting cold, as it should mm. be. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Black Friday shopping, I decided to challenge myself by not getting up early in the morning. Nice, I decided to good. challenge myself uh, by going out at like three o'clock, brave the lines then. And uh, a lot of the times wow. I said, screw it, don't really want to go on those lines. So I went back the day after. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, the, I, that's the long and short of it. I didn't go on, on Black Friday this year. I was like, I'm not, I'm just not going to go. Plus I was with my parents, so. I mean, it's kind of hard to get anywhere. Online shopping is tempting. It's, I didn't go last year. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm into that online shopping as much as I hate to support mm-hmm. a certain company that makes billions of dollars a week. Yeah, but I still support them. Speaking it's of so uh, easy, it's so easy. Speaking of billions of dollars, my crappy. I couldn't really think of anything, but I decided to just like go the negativity route right now and just. Crap on gas prices and groceries mm. in general rising. Yeah, things are expensive, man. Yeah, yeah. they really are. Yeah, what's what's the highest right now in California? I think it's about four fifteen. Here, here it's almost four. It's creeping up, man. Not good. It used to be twenty dollars to fill up my Prius. Now it's, oh, it's almost forty. So happy, crappy. My happy, crappy. I had a great Thanksgiving. Spent the time with my family, mm-hmm. with my family, in a location that is not where I currently am. And so it was nice to travel to them and then to do that whole thing, do the Thanksgiving with them. It was, was beautiful. Had a very chill couple of days, rested in their location because they were literally in the middle of nowhere. So yep. it's like the, it's always nice to head up there. Mm-hmm. Kids were awesome. Um, yeah, so just a lot of good experiences mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. And then my crappy is that just the, the noom kind of fell off a little bit just from the eating and the traveling and then routine shattering. I've just been struggling a little bit the past couple of weeks. Well, there were a couple uh, days where the routine gets set off, but that's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the end of the world. Exactly, exactly. And I just have to keep reminding myself that. Like, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Like, this is a lifelong thing. It's not just over just because I had a couple of bad days. But um, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. I got. I worked my way back down again. I was up, like, a game probably for, like five or six pounds after eating all that stuff and then now i worked my way slowly back down mm-hmm. i'm like two pounds away from my lowest so it's it's we're getting there we're getting back you kept losing one goal, pound a day you left i was yeah. yeah which was crazy um so that's the plan so i need by january 1st so you know however many days that is 20 whatever 26 i have to be 241 mm. and i'm 245 right now okay. so i have to lose four more pounds which mm-hmm. technically i could do in just like four or five days if I'm really good. So we'll see what happens. Nice. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, share this video to any person that you feel might benefit from this content. Also hit that notification bell. It uh, lets you guys know when we're issuing new content. Also become a patron on Patreon. You guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I love to put out there. And also follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast. You guys will be able to see exclusive content for free that we like to put out there, especially our memes uh, and uh, our thumbnails a little bit early. Just leave comments. Let us know. Leave a question. Yeah, that's what helps spark discussions. You've got Mm -hmm. questions? You're feeling grounded.